This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The world is entering an age of chaos, said the United Nations chief on Wednesday. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres said on Wednesday that the world is moving towards an age of chaos as a divided Security Council struggles to adapt to critical geopolitical issues and ongoing global crises. In his annual address presenting his positions and priorities for the 2024 to the Security Council in New York, Guterres said that conflicts and wars across the globe are creating a dangerous and unpredictable reality for innocent civilians. Unfortunately, his primary goal is to try to come against Israel for her efforts continually to get rid of Hamas after the October 7th attack uh, of Hamas against Israel unprovoked. That's a viewpoint. That's a viewpoint of the United Nations and of the Secretary General that the real chaos is being created by Israel. On the other hand, there is chaos. There's more chaos than most people are willing to admit, and we're going to take a look at that chaos here today on Viewpoint. It comes in many, many different forms. For instance, this headline, Massive percentage of Americans say that U.S. is in rapid decline. U.S. in rapid decline. Molly Hemingway testified before the U.S. Uh, Congress on Wednesday, stating that the U.S. elections and media are reminiscent of the old Soviet system. Then, just yesterday, the special counsel Robert Herr basically canceled out the Biden campaign by saying that Joseph Biden, the current president, putative president of the United States, is too feeble and lacks the mental capacity to remember the names of his immediate family. And as far back as 2017, his mental state had deteriorated so much he would not be able to be held accountable in a court of law for his actions and speculated that he could not then carry and convict Joe Biden of the very charge that has made been made against Donald Trump concerning government documents. And yet it was Joe Biden who actually more egregiously and knowingly took government documents, kept them in his garage, and knew about them for years and years and years, even though for over 30 years, he was a United States senator and knew all of the consequences. Then, in addition to that, we have a report from George Barna concerning the precipice of Christian invis- uh, invisibility. In other words, we're looking at a broad perspective here on Viewpoint today, not to be negative, but to look at what the consequences are of what we have been doing over the past 50, 60 years and what the answers are if we have the courage to implement them. That's if we have the courage to implement them. George Barnard says we're on the precipice of Christian invisibility. The studies have been showing for years, even decades, 
the number of those in America who believe and follow the Bible's guide to a moral life has been dropping down to almost non-existence now among our young. In addition to that, a report comes from the Russian Times, make no mistake, a new civil war is a very real prospect for the United States. Now, you may not think of it that way, but that's the view that came from a writer from Norway. Then, another, Biden versus Trump has profound implications for the world order. The result of the clash of American political giants will reverberate around the globe for decades, and the world is watching. What is the world expecting? What will be the world's reaction? Then, this report from the Jerusalem Post. The two-state solution is anathema to most Arabs, notwithstanding what the EU, the UN... Joe Biden, through our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, is trying to push upon Israel a two-state solution. It appears, in reality, that the Arab world doesn't even want such a solution. We'll have to discuss why that is. That may come as a surprise to you. So, in this context, with all of these kinds of disruptions around the world, both spiritual and geopolitical and economic and moral, all of these things, together with the ex-Russian president warning of a NATO apocalypse. Wow. All of this language, friends, is very troubling, isn't it? So, maybe we can find some hope. Maybe we can find some hope and direction with the words of a former United States Senate chaplain. And that's where we're going with this here today. Yes, we're going to take a deeper look at uh, these other issues around their country and around our world. But Peter Marshall, U.S. Senate chaplain, he was born in May, uh, on May 27th, of 1902, a while back. In 1937, at the age of 35, Peter Marshall became the pastor of Washington, D.C.'s prestigious New York Avenue Presbyterian Church, whose ministers spoke to presidents, cabinet members, and Supreme Court justices. A year later, he became a U.S. citizen, having come from Scotland. After World War II, Ended, and as the Korean War began, the U.S. Senate appointed Peter Marshall to be their chaplain on January 4, 1947, a year and a half after I was born. On January 13, 1947, the U.S. Senate chaplain Peter Marshall stated this, The choice before us is plain. Christ or chaos. Christ or chaos. Conviction or compromise, discipline or disintegration. He said, I'm rather tired of hearing about our rights. The time has come to hear about our responsibilities. America's future depends upon her accepting and demonstrating God's government. On July 3, 1947, the day before Independence Day, the same U.S. Senate chaplain, Peter Marshall, prayed and said these words. 
May freedom be seen not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to please to do what is right. May it ever be understood that our liberty is under God and cannot be found elsewhere. May our faith be something that is not merely stamped upon our coins, but expressed in our lives. Let us as a nation be not afraid of standing alone for the rights of men, since we were born that way, as the only nation on earth that came into being for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. Six months later, he died at the age of 48. Help us, our Father, he prayed, to show other nations and America to imitate. The America that loves fair play, honest dealing, straight talk, and real freedom and faith in God. Where do we go from here? Christ or chaos? Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Christ or chaos? That's what we're talking about here today on Viewpoint. Christ or chaos in America and in our world. And therein lies the line that divides. It is a clear dividing line. Christ or chaos? We will either have Christ lording over us voluntarily, or we will have chaos because man governed by Satan, will be our Lord and guide. Peter Marshall, the chaplain of the United States Senate, had a son. His name was Peter Marshall, Jr. Peter Marshall, Jr., a number of years ago, dined at our home uh, in Richmond, Virginia, on his way to speak to the inaugural prayer breakfast for a then governor in Richmond, Virginia. Peter Marshall wrote a book called The Light and the Glory to translate in a very beautiful way uh, America's history and how God had used the foundations of this country to establish his light in the world. Peter Marshall wrote an endorsement of my book, Renewing the Soul of America, that said these words, Renewing the soul of America is a reveille trumpet blast, a wake-up call. It needs to be read by every American who's concerned about the future of our great nation. And that book can be in your hands. It is a $17 book, yours for $15. After you, Actually, if it were priced today, it would be a $25 book. But it's yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. Renewing the Soul of America. Dr. Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, said about this book, as a country and as individuals, we stand at a crossroads to continue on the path to godlessness or to return to the way of righteousness. The late Pat Robertson, 
CEO and chairman of the board for the Christian Broadcasting Network, said about this book, what will happen to America and to the world if the people of this generation rediscover our spiritual heritage and commit their lives and the life of this nation to it? Chuck Chris Meyer tells us, in removing, renewing the soul of America, what can be done if we have the courage to make the right decisions. If we have the courage to make the right decisions. Again, this book is available to you. It will change your life. It will encourage you. It will strengthen you. It will give you hope for the future if, if each one of us has the courage to put it into practice. That's why the subtitle of this book is One Person at a Time, Beginning with You. Renewing the Soul of America, One Person at a Time, Beginning with You. You want to be encouraged? You want to be strengthened? You want to have a dose of United States history and quotations, over 500 of them? Pastors across America have used this book from their pulpits. And now it's time for the American people to apply it in their lives. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, Renewing the Soul of America. You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Or you can, uh, and, and if you're writing a check, by the way, you, can, you should add $5 for postage and handling. And, uh, again, you can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or go to the website, saveus.org. This may be the last hope, rather, quite frankly. As Abraham Lincoln said, this country, America, is the last best hope of Earth. And uh, uh, certainly it's not heaven, and it's becoming more like hell every day because we're living more like hell without Christ in our lives. We've got a lot of people who profess to be Christians but are not living according to Christ. So we're getting more and more chaos, aren't we? More and more chaos. So make sure you take advantage of the opportunity to get this book that will be encouraging and life-changing. You might want to just use it to share with your family. You can use it for discussion times with your family. You can read the chapters uh, out loud with your family. Have your family read them together and talk about it and and apply uh, these things in their lives. All right. Now, let us go back and let's take a look at each of these various articles that have come to us, not only in this country, but across the world with regard to uh, our country and the world. A world in chaos. This article comes from World Net Daily. Massive percentage of Americans say the U.S. is in rapid decline. And I agree. Some seven, seven out of ten, that's 70%, believe their nation under the current presidential leadership is in rapid decline. Polls from the Pew Research Gallup and Axios Ipsos Latino. Uh, show a prevailing sense of pessimism among Americans regarding the future of the United States. For example, Pew's April 23rd survey confirmed 68% of respondents showed pessimism about the country. Because of the political divisions 
that Biden has encouraged at other societal problems. Even though, at his campaign in 2020, Biden promised eliminating divisions and bringing Americans back together, a campaign statement that apparently was abandoned the very moment he uttered it. Then the report said Gallup, that poll in October, found only 32% of Americans were satisfied with the way the current uh, administration was running the country, a number was the lowest satisfaction rating ever by that pollster. Now, that sets that particular stage with the United Nations Secretary General, Guterres, on Wednesday declaring the whole world is entering an age of chaos. Now, if the United States, which has been seen as, what should we say, the example for the world, where everybody wanted to come here for freedom and liberty and justice and all of that, if the United States is in chaos... And Guterres is saying the world is entering an age of chaos. Then where's the answer? Where's the hope? You see, that's the problem. So then a writer, a professor at the University of Southeastern Norway, wrote a piece for the Russian Times saying Biden versus Trump has profound implications for the world order. Now, we don't need to go into all the details because an awful lot of it is just various different opinions and so on. But the statement is what makes the statement. Profound implications for the world order. Now, what world order are we talking about? Well, what we're talking about is whether uh, we will have sovereign nations, that the United States will remain a sovereign nation, as uh, Donald Trump has said, make America great again, a sovereign nation, not allowing us to be sucked into the spirit of globalism, as uh, Joe Biden has been attempting to do. And uh, as the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab has dedicated himself to do and brought uh, to Davos, Switzerland every year, uh, the leaders of the world, that is the business and uh, wealthy leaders of the world, together with uh, uh, heads of state, to come and choreograph together how they're going to form a one-world government led by a one-world system headed up in Europe. Is that what we want? Is that going to solve our problems? Not if I read the book of Revelation correctly, and if I read the book of Daniel correctly in the Bible, it will actually exacerbate the problems so that there will be a temporary feeling of relief with someone seeming to rise to the surface, rise to the top, with all kinds of wonderful flattering promises that the prophet Daniel foretells that will lead the world into a time of temporary seeming peace until he takes total dominion and walks into a rebuilt temple and declares himself God. He is called the Antichrist. Now, if you think we have, if, if you think that Peter Marshall was correct when he said Christ or chaos, you know that when the anti or counterfeit Christ walks in, there will be more chaos than the world has ever seen. That's what Jesus described as the great tribulation. You want to know what chaos looks like? You'll discover it. 
Don't you think you're going to be out of here before any of that takes place? Because if that were true, the Apostle Paul's words that there would be a great falling away of believers before the even the identification of who that Antichrist figure is would take place. No, you're not going to be out of here unless you die ahead of time. Christians will be here. We will have to experience man's anger and wrath. What we are not required to experience, according to the Apostle Paul and the writings of Scripture, is God's wrath that would be poured out on the children of disobedience after the Antichrist does his uh, nefarious schemes and uh, violence and begins to attack the world, both Jew and Gentile, with unprecedented, uh, a, an unprecedented anti-Semitism and persecution. That's what's coming. You want to find out what chaos looks like? That's what it's going to look like. So now we have the tale of two presidents. World Tribune has this headline, a tale of two presidents. We have one, an elderly man with a a memory that almost doesn't exist anymore. And then we have another man that's just a bit younger who seems to have incredible vitality and memory. One, the one who has no memory, who can't even remember who the president of Mexico is as of yesterday, is promising the world a new global uh, order. The other is saying, we want to make America great again. What do you want? What do you think is best? Well, making America great again by itself isn't going to accomplish very much in the long run. Unless America is under God, the God of the Bible. And the only way America will be under the God of the Bible is if the American people are under the God of the Bible, starting with professing Christians in our churches, including their pastors, who do not compromise to try to pander to a secular culture. It's going to take some tough, tough decisions, my friends, really tough decisions, You can't control what your pastor says or does or doesn't say. But you can control what you do. You can control what you choose to believe and how you choose to live and how you choose to vote. The choice is yours. Don't look to somebody else to do it for you. you got to walk this road yourself. Every single one of us has to walk this road. Every single one of us has to make the choice for Christ or chaos. And I'm not talking about believing that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm not talking about believing uh, that Jesus was the Savior of the world. I'm talking about living as if Jesus is the Savior of the world and conducting your life accordingly. And that's what we're not doing. Peter Marshall, back in 1947, was identifying this problem. That was one year before Israel was reborn and two years after the United Nations was was born. It's in this period of time, friends, the period of my lifetime, right after World War II, 1945, 
from June 14, 1945, the date of my birth to today, we have experienced this entire historical explosion of chaos. We've been watching it happen. There's no way that we can pretend that has not been happening. The year my wife and I were married, in 1966, we had the great truth quake. We were in the midst of the great truth quake, where Americans were rebelling against truth, were rebelling in the sexual revolution against all authority, God's authority. And the people, the the hippies that were running that, became the university presidents and professors that have been deceiving our children and grandchildren for the past 60 years. You understand what we're dealing with. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Are you sending your children and grandchildren to secular colleges and universities that are perverting and distorting their belief systems and encouraging to walk in the ways of Marxism and to reject the authority of God and his word? If you are, you're a participant, you're a co-participant in the destruction of America. Did anybody hear that? Don't think it's not true. It is true. Unless, unless you as a parent and grandparent are going to Herculean efforts and have been since your children's birth to train them and nurture them in the authority of God and his word. And that didn't happen just by taking them to church. Because our churches have been defaulting on this for 50 years. I've watched it from coast to coast. I've been involved in many, many different church groups from coast to coast. Have experienced it, the undergrunt, the underbelly of the body of Christ as a practicing trial attorney for 20 years. Watched it, the deterioration of the family. The deterioration of the family did not happen just because of secular decisions, and laws. It happened because pastors and parachurch leaders adopted the principles and ways of the secularizing culture in order to try to pander to and please the culture for the growth of their church congregations rather than discipling them in the ways of Christ. Do you think perhaps I have a passion today to talk about this? 
We're on a precipice, my friends. Why is it we can't get this? What is wrong with us? Why is it our pastors are so pusillanimous that all they can do is think about growing their big congregation rather than discipling people to obey Christ, to walk in a th- under his authority, and to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour? Why aren't they doing that? Because they have ulterior motives all fashioned around supposedly ministry. But it's not ministry for the master. It's ministry for self-aggrandizement and for building institutions rather than building people. And so George Gallup, excuse me, George Barna, who has been on this program many times over the past, we've quoted a number of his books, even in my book, uh, Renewing the Soul of America, Uh, He says, in his latest study, we've now reached a crisis. Well, we've been in a crisis for a long time. But he says, now the crisis is so great that the Bible's guide to moral life has dropped so far in our country that unless something very serious takes place, starting in our homes, our Christian churches, and so on, you can forget it. Chaos will take over. He said, irrespective of people calling themselves Christian, is America at this moment a truly Christian nation? He cites results from from, uh, his group's research, including that among American preteens, only 60% have read even a part of the Bible, and only half have said it holds information about how to lead a good life. He said, a mere one out of four, 26%, consistently consult the Bible when trying to determine something right from wrong. Even fewer, 21%, believe turning to the Bible is the best way to distinguish right from wrong. He said a minority, even of adults, 46% of adults, endorse that same idea. And worse, only half as many young people, 25%, agree that the Bible is the true words of God and provide value as a guide for life. And while a robust 97% of 8- to 12-year-olds believe there's an absolute, there identifiable difference between right and wrong, only 21% believe that absolute moral truth exists. So, he says, that's just a little less than the norm among adults, 25%, and indicative of the direction in which the whole nation is moving. In other words, we have no anchor for our souls. We have no way to define truth. Truth is whatever we want it to be and whatever we feel it needs to be in order to accomplish a particular agenda at a particular moment so we can feel better. Barna explained, We have endured more than 30 years of consistent decline. The incidence of biblical worldview, by the way, that corresponds exactly to the time frame of this ministry. From 1993, when we formed Save America Ministries, in October of 1993 to today, 30 years. I believe this is the reason why God called me to leave the practice of law, to use all of the prevailing experience that I had to present cases before judge and jury, to present a case, the case of a lifetime, to a jury of my peers, the American people, but particularly the church in America. And that's what we do here on this program. And that's what the books that I have written 
10 so far, and number 11 is about uh, three-quarters through. So, Barna goes on to say, the incidence of biblical worldview among adults has dropped to just 4%, and among parents of young children is just 2%. Because of the strong correlation between biblical worldview and genuine Christian discipleship, We're on the precipice, he says, of Christian invisibility in this nation that professes to be under God in a Christian nation. Unless, he says, we get serious about this crisis and invest heavily in fixing what's broken. Well, what's broken is that we're just refusing to tell the truth. We're refusing to preach the truth. We're refusing to hold people to obedience. I mean, after all, we used to sing, remember, Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he will shed on our way. Is he shedding a glory on our way now? Absolutely not. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his good will, then he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. It's very simple. But we say, that won't sell anymore. Well, since when was the gospel intended to be saleable? It's not a marketable commodity. We're talking about the master, friend. So we've made the market the master, and the master has become nothing more than a mascot in American churchianity. anybody listening yet so we're looking at something that is very very troubling then we look at the practical implications and manifestations of this for instance a declaration make no mistake a new civil war is a very real prospect for the United States why would that be It's because we're so divided. And why are we so divided? We're divided primarily not by politics, but by a radical spiritual division that has political ramifications. So the blue and red state divisions in the country, that's a political designation. But it reflects the spiritual divide in the country. We have abandoned progressively, in the name of progress, we've abandoned the authority of God and his word. And all you have to do is look at the choices of the two main political parties, and you see which one is more likely to be in agreement with God's authority. When you're promoting, as Joe Biden is, the number one Promotion for his campaign for president is the advancement of more abortion. What does that tell you? You don't have to go beyond that. A civil war is a very real prospect for this country. And the current government has actually helped facilitate it by protecting 
the riots of Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and so on. While going after people who are trying to protect and preserve the authority of the government and calling them insurrectionists. Molly Hemingway, a very, very clear spokesperson, uh, the Federalist Editor-in-Chief, told the House Administration Committee on Wednesday of this week, decrying the widespread use of mail-in ballots, the private takeover of elections, censorship, meddling as direct assaults on the American system of self-government. She said, our entire system, democratic system, is at risk. We're losing our trust in our elections because of a false view of what the country is to be. You see, if you aren't willing to trust the people, I thought it was a government of we the people, you have to trust the people, and that's why the people must be committed to Christ. To the extent that people are not committed to Christ and walking in his word, his will, and your ways, then they're committed to something else. And they become less trustworthy based upon whatever it is that something else is that they're trusting in. So when your elections now begin to fall at the feet of people who are rebelling against Christ and his authority and trying to insert a whole new system of godlessness, popular culture, multiculturalism, religious pluralism, and political correctness, you will get nothing but chaos. And that's what we're getting. And it's very dangerous. We're, be, we're recognizing how dangerous it is. You look at the border situation. The border situation is not an issue unto itself. It's part of this bigger issue. With one party seeking to overwhelm the normal, lawful immigration and migration of people for political power that is uh, undergirded by godlessness. Are you listening? We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Christ or chaos, that's what we're going to get, and we are getting it. The choice before us is plain said the former U.S. Senate chaplain, Peter Marshall. He said that in 1947, and he saw all of the signposts that were taking place then, 
And uh, Billy Graham reiterated those in the 1960s. And now here we are, and we're seeing the fulfillment in just one 70-plus year, 70 to 80-period generation, the fulfillment of that which was prophesied and feared. Now, where's the hope? The Bible says, in fact, the song says, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust the sweetest frame, but hope wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the only solid rock we can stand, not just theoretically, but our life has to conform to that, friends. That's the problem. Our lives do not conform. They have become just almost identical to the spirit of the world in God's house. I don't have the time, nor do I have the desire to try to go through and track for you all of the things that I have witnessed over these years as growing up in the church, in various denominations, and uh, having been a lawyer where 80% of my clientele came from the broader body of Christ, and for having pastored now for in various ways for about 40 years, I've seen it all. And we're abandoning our legitimate hope and living on a theoretical hope because we're not doing the will of God. Jesus said this, Not everybody who says unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to inherit the kingdom of God. Only those who do the will of my Father. Just like I did, they must do. Did you hear that? You can find that in Matthew chapter 7. So where is our hope? Well, in my book, Renewing the Soul of America, the, 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 the third segment of the book is dealing with our hope. Heritage and hope. A hope and a purpose. If we can somehow recapture in our minds and hearts where that hope lies. If America's soul is to be renewed, my soul must be renewed. So a chapter is called Decision and Destiny. Changing course can can a nation shipwreck. Yes, a nation can shipwreck and is. So where's the lighthouse? Where is the lighthouse, friend? Are you a real lighthouse? Or are you hiding your light? Or is your light so dim that people around couldn't see it if they tried, and you're hiding what God has said about life and about issues and so on? You're hiding it because you're afraid. Fear has torment. Now, there's a, a chapter, chapter 22, called American Parable. Oh, you've got to read that chapter. You have got to read that chapter. And then finally, the words of a Christian lawyer, John Winthrop, a portrait of a covenant community, a model of Christian charity, perhaps the best expression of what America was to be and become, written in 1630. Now, these are just, this is just the last third of the book. The rest of the book goes through all kinds of applicational aspects going into our history, into our heritage, and uh, it just resurrects our history and so many of the accounts of our 
uh, our heritage here in this country for encouragement with over 500 quotations. Here is what the late D. James Kennedy had to say about this book. With an insightful grasp on the history of our nation's founding, added to a deep understanding of the judgment God has imposed upon nations outside of his holy will, Chuck Chris Meyer clearly and crisply enunciates the choices facing not only America, but Americans in this dangerous period of our God-blessed but God-warned country. Tom Phillips, vice president for the Billy Graham Association, said, I applaud Chuck Chris Meyer for being a prophet for our time, speaking the truth in love and sharing the roadmap for renewal in our nation. May he be heeded. Adrian Rogers, the late Adrian Rogers, said America's on the brink. We may be on the brink of blessing or incredible judgment. I firmly believe that God is our only hope, and at the same time, God himself is our biggest threat. It's my conviction that we do not need to persuade God to bless us as a nation, but permit him to do so. And it would be glorious if every spiritual and religious leader in America could read this book. What book is that? Renewing the Soul of America. 38 national Christian leaders endorsed this book because it gave the real answers that nobody was talking about. Are you interested? It's yours for $15 on our website. You won't buy, find a better buy anywhere because the book is about 400 pages. Loaded, absolutely loaded. Saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 2. 3255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Somebody might say, well, what's the problem? Why, why save America? What's that all about? Well, it's not about a political institution. This ministry is not about a political institution. America is we the people. That's what our Constitution says in its preamble. It's not primarily a political institution. It is a spiritual institution, as John Winthrop, that godly attorney, wrote in 1630. It was transformed into a governmental institution by the Constitution. But the Constitution isn't, isn't everything, is it? Which is more important to you, the Bible or the U.S. Constitution. You see, the reason the U.S. Constitution has lost its authority in our minds and hearts today is because the Bible has lost its authority in the mind and heart of Christians. We're making up our own rules. We're making up our own ideas. If we dis disagree with what God has said about divorce, or about remarriage, or any of these other things, we just decide, okay, we're, we, don't, we don't go along with that. But we're going to take what we want. We've been playing a game for a very long time. We don't realize how serious this game really is. Do we? Not really. Now, all of this metastasizes throughout the world. Because, as John Donne, the famous poet, once said, no man is an island. 
No nation is an island, and certainly not the United States of America. Our purpose here, through this ministry, is to encourage and strengthen and to woo and to warn and to prepare God's people to be the people in this country that we ought to be to shed the light of his glory throughout the nations. And we're not doing it. There was a time when we did a better job of it, but now we're shedding the light of darkness, debauchery, and the world sees it. And we're still playing pretend like little two-year-olds putting our hands over our faces and saying, look, God, you can't see me. Come on, my friends. This is the cause, the case of a lifetime. And you are the jury. You're the jury. You decide. Now, with regard to Israel, we have a situation there, as we know. America has been the greatest support of Israel throughout its sojourn, going back to 1947, when uh, uh, Harry Truman decided to uh, declare Israel, recognize Israel as an independent state even though he had to go against his own State Department to do so. America has never had a complete love affair with Israel. The liberals in America have always fought against Israel, and still do, while pretending to be supportive. No, they're playing a political game. There's no love lost. There never was any love lost between Barack Obama and Israel. He made love to the Muslim world. From the moment he entered office, he made love to the Muslim world. You know that. And Joe Biden inherited the same spirit. So, this issue is not primarily political. It's spiritual. God said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. So, What are we going to do? Now, when Anthony Blinken is uh, doing everything he can at the uh, uh, command of Joe Biden to try to choreograph Israel into a two-state solution uh, with uh, Palestinians, he's not there to help Israel. He's there to choreograph something that is completely contrary to God's will concerning Israel. Because God gave the meats and bounds of Israel to Abraham. From Lebanon to the river of Egypt and from the Mediterranean Sea all the way to the Euphrates River. And Israel does not occupy that land today. Gaza is Israel's land from God's viewpoint. You see what our problem is? We just don't agree with God. We're playing political games, and God is not pleased. He cannot bless America if we continue to act this way. There is going to be a consequence, and it ain't going to be pretty. It already isn't pretty. And the interesting thing is, 
that the Arab world does not want a Palestinian state. Does that come as a surprise to you? Why does the Arab world and the Palestinian people not want a Palestinian a, a two-state solution? It's a very simple answer. They do not believe in the state of Israel. They refuse. The simple truth is that the root of the conflict, the refusal to recognize the right of the Jewish people to a state of their own in their historic homeland. So, what did Hamas say? We don't want just Gaza. We want the whole world. Do you not understand that this is a spiritual battle, my friend? It only has political ramifications, but it is a spiritual battle. And the Arab world, the Palestinians, do not want a Palestinian state. They want Israel out of Israel. They want to take over the whole thing. And that's what they intended to do. That's what they tried to do in the 1967 and also the 1973 wars. And they lost. Now, in addition to all of that, we have NATO, we have the World Economic Forum, we have all of this globalistic effort that is setting up the battle zones between the West, between Russia, China, and the BRIC nations, and then the third group is the Muslim nations. Those now are going to come into increasing conflict, and if you think we've got chaos now, you ain't seen nothing yet. This, my friends, is the best summary I can give you in this short period of time, and I hope that you'll accept at least a partial solution that one person at a time, we can have our souls renewed. Get a copy of the book, Renewing the Soul of America, $15 on our website, saveus.org. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us and become a partner, friends. Remember, it's Christ or chaos. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.